Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, it's C. Sparky, 555 past the hour. Welcome into another fun, fun interview, this time with our guy Eli Berkovitz, of course, co-host on the Pack-A-Day podcast. Check him out uh, on Twitter at bookofeli underscore NFL. Of course, does his writing for CBS Sports. Check out show that he co-hosts at the Pack underscore show, uh, too. And, of course, Packer Report. Uh, Eli, first let's start off talking uh, about the week that was. You were in Green Bay uh, watching joint practices and the preseason game and so forth. Uh, your thoughts, I, I guess, on how this whole thing played out, and whether or not you're a fan uh, of these multiple day joint practices. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to be out there. It was definitely competitive. We all know about you know the fights and different things breaking out during practice and before the game. So that aspect of joint practices, I mean, it's good to bring out the competitive nature in everyone, but you'd also don't want to see guys taking unnecessary shots, especially if it's you know not even during a play, in the middle of some kind of skirmish, but. It was it was good to see, and I think I think two days, like multiple two day joint practices, might be a bit much. But I do like the idea of at least getting some joint practices in there because it's really the best way to simulate a live rep, you know, when you're not actually in a game. Don't forget uh, doing it from the Wendy's studios uh, and late night. Wendy's is a place to be open until midnight or later, which means all your favorite menu items are up uh, later too. The Baconator still tastes just as juicy and just as bacony at night. So listen to that craving. Ignore that little voice in your head telling you to turn in for the night, unless it's telling you to turn into the Wendy's drive through Hours may vary at participating Wendy's. What about Jordan Love? Through two games, I think he's played pretty well. Could we have expected any more than what we've seen? Uh, I don't. I don't think we really could have expected much more, especially considering the limited playing time he's had. And seeing what he's done, it's been, it's been impressive. I think the most important thing, more than the statistics, is seeing this how decisive he's been with his. You know, every time he gets back into the pocket, he knows where he's going with the ball. He knows who to look for, and that's been for me the most exciting thing. Obviously, everyone knows how much of a fan of Aaron Rodgers I am, but I must say. It's nice to see a quarterback really fully playing within the scheme and the system and letting the players around him kind of make plays for him and not having to be superhero every single play. 
The other thing that uh, I find interesting is going into preseason games, uh, there were still a lot of critics of Jordan Love, a lot of people still saying Packers and last, it's going to take a while, so forth. Uh, then Dan Orlovsky of ESPN uh, said uh, earlier today uh, that he'd been preaching all offseason that, hey, you know, if, if Jordan Love is average, this team could be uh, a contender uh, in the NFC. But instead, Jordan Love is really, really good, I believe is how uh, Dan Orlovsky put it, and thinks he'll definitely be a contender in the NFC now based on how well uh, he's played and the weapons around him. Do you think that's a reach to start talking about the Packers as a contender in the NFC based off of two preseason games? I mean, I think it could be a reach if we're just sitting here saying a blanket statement, you know, they're going to be contending. But if you want to put the caveat that Jordan Love is going to be good, then then I don't think it's much of a stretch at all. Like, bottom line, we know quarterbacks are really the one driving teams in the, in the league right now. And with you know, eight first-round picks on the defense, a lot of young talent at receiver, arguably the best running back duo in the NFL, and a very solid offensive line. If you have a quarterback who, again, in Dan Orlovsky's words, playing really good, you know, potentially at a Pro Bowl level in a weak NFC, I think there's definitely possibility they're contending for the NFC North. And then from there, who knows? I mean, obviously, Yes, you can say it's a bit of a stretch to talk about this team contending to get into the Super Bowl, but it's really going to come down to love. Like like Orlovsky said, if he's decent, I think they can still push for a playoff spot, maybe miss it by a game or two. But if Jordan Love's really good, I don't see how this team loses under – I mean, doesn't win at least 10 games. John Kuhn said, the former Badger fullback, before the first preseason game, hey, man, th- this may be the fastest team we've seen since you know he's been in Green Bay. Uh, with the Packers, uh, and they look every bit as fast. This wide receiving core uh, is probably more athletic and faster than any receiving core Rodgers or Brett Favre probably ever had. Uh, And as these guys grow together, I think it just makes this offense probably all the more dangerous in two or three years. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this this receiving core, it's just so exciting to see, like you said, the amount of young, athletic kind of talent and kind of like different, you know, especially Christian Watson, as great as, you know, Devontae Adams was. And, of course, I'm not comparing the two, but they're different kinds of players. Right. And I just don't think we've seen an athlete like Christian Watson, at least in the time I've been following the Packers. And then that's not even mentioning, you know, so and I'm a huge, huge fan of and Romeo Dobbs. He's, of course, had a really good summer, good preseason. But in general, like, I've arguably been even higher on Dobbs than Watson throughout their short career so far. So I don't think it's, of course, Jordan Love's going to have to be at least decent, if not good, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that both Watson and Dobbs hit 1,000 yards this year. I think that's very doable. And Dobbs was rated number one by Pro Football Focus, I think, so far through two preseason games. But the the guy to me that could be a, a difference maker like we have not seen in quite some time is Luke Musgrave. Uh, at tight end, if you can get rid of some of these drops that he's had, uh, because of his speed and his athleticism, things that they can do with that tight end position now with him, uh, and then Tucker Kraft, who appears to be third in line behind uh, Deguara uh, and him, if they're going to play Deguara at tight end and not just use him, you know, uh, split out everywhere uh, in different roles. But I, I think Musgrave could be a, a bigger difference maker than maybe even some of these wide receivers because of the mismatches he can get. Yeah, absolutely. I am. Just so excited to see Musgrave and all the things they're going to do with him. Of course, everyone I'm sure saw on Twitter, uh, you know, giving him an end around their practice. Yeah. Like for a team to be giving 
a tight end, an end around, any kind of carry at all is pretty unheard of. And unlike, you know, some other even really good tight ends in the NFL, like Luke Musgrave can actually do it because he has that kind of speed and athleticism. Like, you just don't see guys at 6'6 moving at his speed. You know, LaFleur was quoted a couple weeks ago saying that uh, Musgrave clocked in the fastest of anyone at one of the practices. So, again, like when you're talking about guys like Christian Watson and Jaden Reed and other speedsters, to have a tight end clocking in faster than them, it's something we have not seen since at least Jermichael Finley, and that's just talent-wise. I don't even think Finley had this kind of athleticism like Musgrave. And in a weird way, if you go to the defensive side of the ball, you know, everybody talks about Lucas Van Ness being Hercules, and that's fine. We'll get to him in a couple of seconds. But what about Carl Brooks, who's, you know, been playing like a, a much higher draft pick than where he was drafted out of Bowling Green? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, going into the draft, I was pretty high on Carl Brooks. I saw him as like a third, maybe fourth round pick. The fact that the Packers got him in the fifth was shocking to me. And obviously, I was very excited about it. And here we see him making plays. Bottom line, I know he played at Bowling Green, not the biggest program, but when you're having, you know, 15 plus sacks in a season, that matters. Bottom line is production's production, and he had it, and now we're seeing it again in the NFL. It was, I mean, Saturday night, I was at the game. It was just like every play, Carl Brooks this, Carl Brooks that. He was all over the field. It was, uh, it was really exciting to see, and especially because we know how badly the Packers needed that for the interior of their defensive line. Talking with Eli Berkovitz. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Book of Eli underscore NFL. I want to talk about Lucas Van Ness. I do the Curtin Long podcast uh, with Ryan Horvath of BetMGM tonight. Uh, and Ryan uh, gambles a lot, obviously, when he worked for the BetQL radio network uh, and watched a lot of Iowa football over the last couple of years. He's made a bunch of money on Iowa football, but he is not as sold on Lucas Van Ness uh, as some others are. And to this point, Lucas Van Ness has not done a ton, necessarily, of what people have seen on TV to be sold on Lucas Van Ness. I argue that maybe it's the Rashawn Gary thing, where maybe he doesn't get a ton of snaps this year, but you see that development in year two and year three. And right now, it appears to me he's more of a bull rusher with his strength than anything else. Uh, you were there for four or five days. Uh, what do you take away from what you've seen from Van Ness? Yeah, I think you kind of hit it on the head, where like his strength and size and speed are obviously very evident and pretty unavoidable for an offensive line. But I do think, you know, there's some refinements he can put into his game, into his pass, pass rushing skills. But I, I, I think in general, when they made the pick, I kind of saw it as a Rashawn Gary kind of pick. Like I didn't think he was going to come out year one and necessarily be dominating because number one, when you have a guy who can play inside and outside, you know, I think they're going to want to kind of see where he plays his best. I do think it should be on the edge, you know, because eventually Preston Smith is not going to be with this team. So to have Van Ness across from Rashawn Gary, that could be a great duo. So for me, it's like if this team was really, really contending this year, and of course, if Love's good, maybe they can. But if we knew going into the year, this was a Super Bowl contending team, maybe I would be a bit more concerned or more eager to see him played early. But if they want to do it like they did Gary and progress him a bit slower and make sure that he's doing the things that are going to be best for him in his progression, I don't mind that because obviously, again, we saw what that, how it turned out with Rashawn Gary. It worked out very well. And bottom line, looking at the defense right now, of course you have Preston, you have Rashawn who's been back at practice and I think the timeline has moved up drastically. It might not be week one, but I don't think we're looking at mid season anymore. 
And then on top of that, we haven't even, you know, mentioned that Kingsley and Igbare. That's next. That two sack. You know, I mean, he was so impressive Saturday night. And overall in practice, he had a great week by the joint practices when I was there. So I think it's going to give the, the defense and Joe Barry a chance to ease that Ness into, you know, into his role. They're not going to have to rush him in, which I think will be very good. That's something that I want to get into with Igbare because Rashawn Gary, you saw the progression. Now, how much of that goes to the coaching staff versus who he works with in the offseason? I don't know, but for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to give the coaching staff credit for developing him year to year as far as how he's progressed. And if that same coaching staff helped him progress, then that same coaching staff has also helped Engabari. It appears, who showed flashes in year one last year, it appears he's now taken a step in year two. And as a Packer fan, you got to be excited knowing that that's two guys now we've seen take steps with this staff, and that sets up for Van Ness. I mean, you really, like you pointed out, could have three really dynamic young pass rushers rotating in and out for several years now going forward if Van Ness can develop the way that Gary has. And I think it's just preseason, but I think Ingabari is taking a step too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right now, you could really say this for almost all over the team, but especially right there at Edge, as long as Van Ness hits, like you said, you could have a great three-headed you know, trio going forward for many years to come. We all know Rashawn Gary is just hitting his prime. And Inigbari, kind of like Carl Brooks, was talked about as a much higher pick than the Packers ended up getting him at. And he's proving why he should have been drafted higher. I really liked him already last year. He had, you know, for, for a fifth-round pick edge, he had as, about as good of a rookie season as you could ask for. And here we are seeing that that wasn't a fluke or just, you know, a couple of nice plays that maybe masked what he really was. He's out here making plays consistently, and it's not, it's not even just like a sack here, a sack there. If you watch those two sacks he had the other night, they were so impressive and both also so different from each other that I think was great. One of them was that pure strength bull rush with one arm getting to the quarterback, and then on the very next drive, he used a great, you know, swim kind of bending move around the edge to get to the quarterback. So you see he's got all the moves you need for a good, experienced edge. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what he can do in year two. One last one. How sold are you on Sean Clifford? <laughs> so, you know, I got to say, I was like, I, I, I've seen the narrative on Twitter, but I did not think that that many, like so many people in real life wanted to have this conversation. Not, not you, I'm saying, but they at, didn't, at practice. They didn't watch him at Penn State. I'm just telling you, these people that love this <laughs> dude, they didn't watch him at Penn State. They didn't watch him in college. Yeah. There's no way they watched him in college. No, absolutely not. Exactly. They, they seen a few throws from training camp. Of yes. course, he had an impressive game in the first, you know, the first preseason game. And that's great. Like, obviously, I hope he's good and I hope he's a reliable backup. But I, I was shocked to hear how many people wanted to have a conversation, like there's some kind of quarterback controversy when there obviously isn't. So that's just something that, you know, was a little bit interesting uh, to hear sitting in the sitting in the crowd during practice or at the game. But bottom line, I mean, look, it's encouraging that people are even having this conversation because bottom line, you want to have a backup that is at least competent. And I think considering the way most people felt about that pick, which was pretty surprised and not necessarily loving it. I don't think, you know, anyone could be complaining now that worst case scenario, it seems like at least we have a backup that we could sort of, you know, hope to rely on and isn't just a total, 
abysmal situation. I want two great preseasons and then move them like Hasselbeck. That's what I want. Get, give me a draft pick. Make <laughs> yeah. that a thing again where Packers would draft quarterbacks, develop them, and trade them. That, that's, that's how we want to see this progress, I think, if I'm Brian Goodigans. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's there's no need to have, you know, obviously, again, you want a good backup, but if you can get any sort of real draft capital for him, you trade him and you get the next yep. one and you do the same thing. No doubt. He is Eli Berkovitz. He's good stuff. At Book of Eli underscore NFL. Writes for CBS Sports. Writes for Packer Report. Of course, catch him on the Pack-A-Day podcast as well as the Pack underscore show on Twitter. Co-host there as well. Eli, thanks so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. It was a great time. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.